comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death to Us Part. I'm Laura. And I'm Jeremy. And I have Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah, me too. Those came um, fast. I was impressed. I should I should have had Kelly leave a tip. To the Girl Scout? Yeah, is are that, you, you know, allowed to do that? I, I don't think you are allowed to do that. But since um, it was the actually, mom who delivered them, I suppose you could. <laughs> um I was just gonna say I kind of remember in my old Girl Scout um years way way back when uh sometimes people would be like i'm just gonna give you money and i'm not gonna buy any cookies and then they would like leave you five bucks or whatever or three dollars because i was it was so long ago they only cost three dollars back then um and then my mother was cookie mom and she would just like grab a random box and be like okay they bought this box and then my girl scout troop would get to eat them solid right (laughs) i'm impressed with your mom I was like, not sure if that's what you're supposed to do. But she also would do stuff like if there was like a new cookie, she would buy a box and then she'd set up free samples. So like she'd purchase the box and then open it and then make samples so people would try it so they'd buy one. Your mom's a good business acumen. Right? I was just thinking that. I was like, damn, Lisa, you savvy. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) if you couldn't tell, we're talking about baking and baked goods, which is how I got real off topic on Girl Scout cookies real fast. That's right. Um and how did this topic come about exactly, <laughs> if you remember? Oh, man. I I remember. All right. Then you can tell because um, I have two brain cells rubbing together and they don't remember. You sent me a screenshot of a murder. Oh, yeah. Of the real Muffin Man and all the details. And he lived on Drury Lane. And then I'm like, we got to do a baking episode. And you're like, dibs. I'm like, absolutely dibs. And then, I don't know, an hour later, you're like, it's not real. It was yeah, just a so joke. It was, <laughs> it's only from this one website. And it was like, you know how there's Wikipedia? It was like Unipedia or something, which automatically sounds fake. Um, so it said that it was Frederick Thomas Linwood um, was also known as the Muffin Man or the Drury Lane Dicer. He was England's first documented serial killer accused of killing up to 15 children and seven rival pastry chefs during the years of 1589 to 1598. And I was like, what? And so I immediately start Googling his name and it's only this one website that comes up. And then I was like, well, I'll look up like England's first documented serial killer. Definitely not this dude and definitely nothing to do with Muffin Man. So then I was like, well, let me look up the history of the Muffin Man song um, and none of it connected. So um, could have been really interesting. Ended up just being really annoying. It was such a great story to children as well as competing bakers. I mean, I know. And then um, I, I was disappointed that it was not real. <laughs> and then like it, the little kids singing do you know the muffin man like the muffin man songs really more of like a warning like do you know the muffin man like well you better stay away from him because he will kill you if you are a child or a pastry chef um well you know what i'm not gonna say i'm disappointed that there wasn't that murderer back in the what you said 1500s but yeah it was a little disappointing because i was a little disappointed that the internet lied to me like that yeah what internet lying so since the internet um, lied to us, we'll just take it out on our significant others. 
or someone's significant others. And what what baking complaints do you have, if not of Nick, then in general? Like, what are some baking complaints? Um. Yeah, so I don't have a Nick baking complaint that much. I mean, he... He's gotten really into making cheesecake while we've been um, socially isolated, and he's actually gotten really good at it. Um, And he makes a giant mess whenever he does anything in the kitchen. But also, like, if I just stay out of, like, that room, then he'll clean it up, and I can pretend it never happened. So as long as I don't, like, walk in there during the process and get really stressed out, it's fine. It's kind of like if you were really a murderer, and he walked in and just, like, left and then came back when it was clean, it would be okay. Is that how messy he makes the kitchen? Yes, it is like a crime scene of cake. That's funny. And like you don't understand how it happened because you'll be like, okay, you pour the cake batter in the pan. Like how come there's cake batter on the... (laughs) (laughs) But like how come there's some on the door of the fridge? And like, like why is there peanut butter? Okay, this is my... Why is there peanut butter on every single fucking cabinet door? Oh, we've talked about that before. And he oh has been God. murdered over it. Yes, but th- so his baking's a lot like that. Like even mm. even though he does clean up after himself and like wash all the dishes and stuff, it'll be weird shit like like there's cheesecake on the inside handle of the dishwasher and then you go to open the dishwasher oh, and you're like, "Why wow. is there goop on my hand?" And it's like that. Like how do you get batter or cookie dough or flour or whatever accoutrement spices in like these super weird places where you look at the kitchen and you think yeah that seems clean and then you go to like open something and you're like great my hand is dirty well i have the same issue with kelly and i will preface by saying i I loved all of her baked goods you can you can call that a euphemism if you want It, it works but all of her baked goods are fantastic the rolls, homemade bread. Uh, she whips up muffins so quick in the morning. It's just astounding. Um, so lots of love for my wife's baking abilities. But yeah, she does tend to be a messy baker. Maybe it's just the nature of baking. Like you you accidentally like scoop flour too quickly and it just puffs all over the kitchen. So maybe that's no, what it is. I don't do that. I'm a really clean. Actually, you know what it is though? There's people who bake and like just bake, and then there's people who like clean as they go. So like if I I pooped flour, I would like immediately clean it up, like then and then move on. But like Nick and Kelly poof flour, and then they're just like, well, (laughs) on to the next step, and they just leave the poof everywhere. It's just poof all over the kitchen. Yes, maybe that's why it takes me so much longer to cook and or bake anything compared to Kelly, because I will do that. I'll be like, oh, I made a little mess. Let me clean it up as I'm cooking. And it takes me longer. I just, you have your trash can right next to you. You have your cooking, your baking rag, which is just the like kitchen towel that you're basically wiping everything up with as you go. And then after you're done cooking, you just put it in the wash immediately afterwards. And that's it. And you just wipe stuff right directly into the trash and keep going. Yep, that's true. I should probably try that instead of like actually cleaning up the countertop immediately after I make a mess. Oh no. I just like wipe up the majority of it. And then at the end you use like the spray and the cleaner and wipe it down. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. like if you have a pile of, Oh, never mind. This is 
when Nick makes pancakes, he'll spill pancake batter on the counter, as you kind of do. Like, it happens, like drips or whatever. I'm here Mm -hmm. for, like, waking up on a Sunday morning uh, because I got to sleep in a little bit because Owen was still sleeping and, like, smelling pancakes. I'm here for that. That is one of the best things in life. Mm Mm-hmm. But if pancake mix drips and you don't wipe it up while it's still wet, that shit turns into cement. Yes, it does. You're like taking a little like chipper and like trying to chip that stuff off your counter because it's just hardened on there for all of time. And that's that's I guess when I say I, like I clean up while I'm baking, really I'm rinsing shit off and putting it in the sink because all of that flour anything with eggs and you know, all that stuff it, it'll just stick and then you gotta soak it or scrub it and i'm not for that yeah and yeah. All, i always think of the people on the great british bake-off who say oh i practiced this a dozen times the week before the competition and i'm like who the hell cleans up your kitchen like, I'm you assuming did that 12 times I wonder who eats it. Like, do they start donating it places? The amount of money that they spend on like eggs and butter. Oh yeah, yeah. And the pri- there's no prize money, so after they're done, they get some notoriety. But they're probably like thousands of dollars in the hole just on baking ingredients for practicing. I think that they probably have like a lot of their like friends and family who donate flour, butter, baking. You know, like money towards it to like you know help them out and honestly like if you win you fully have a cookbook coming well for sure i mean that's that's true and then you just make money off of your cookbook so to pay off your great british bake-off debt to pay pay off your flower loan (laughs) your flower loan so yeah i guess that's that's our topic this week is is baking um and all of the marital complaints that come with it I like how both of us were like, they're kind of messy, but like some people actually have um, partners who like can't bake and they'll be like, well, they tried to make me a cake, but like the whole thing exploded or everything they make is burnt. And we're like, no, they make, they make like, a tiny delicious- little mess. That's our complaint. (laughs) Delicious pancakes, delicious cheesecakes, delicious muffins and breads and all of that and cookies and blah, 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 blah. But like there's a pancake drip on my counter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly this week, not motivated to murder. No, I, I I, mean, the baking, I got so invested with that story. And there's actually like, there's some gnarly baking murders out in the world. But um, yeah. Well, let's, let's hear our... about your, your real baking murder that you discovered. Yes. So this one is from 1999. And the title of the article from The Guardian that I first saw, literally the title is Chef Baked Wife's Body. The end. Um, That'll catch your attention. So it's uh, a German chef. His name is Thomas Adolf Florin. Not a good Um, start. Yeah, right. I thought that too. (laughs) Um, He was 32 um, and... He, in June of 1999, uh, traveled to, from Germany to Swankomund, Swankopmund. It's on the Nambian coast, in an attempt to persuade his wife to return to Germany with their two children. So he was um, still in Germany being a baker, and his wife was like, I'm out. 
Um, her she was thirty year thirties, and her name was Monica Florin. So, um, yeah, he went to like convince her, like, "Hey, please come home." And she was like, "No, thanks. Me and our two children are great here on the Nambian coast." Um, so he beat her to death with a hammer that he hit her um, in the head with. Wow. While their children, ages two and four, were in the house. Oh, um, he then dragged her body into the bathroom and carved her up. Jeez. He then um, baked some of his wife's flesh in the oven. He boiled some of her other body parts in a pot. Um, he dumped some of it into the sea. Uh, stuffed other parts down drains. You know, whatever it so, takes. And so I have this image in my mind, and, and I'm thinking that's how messy Nick makes the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it just looks like there's body parts in the sink and the in the oven. Going down the drain, some are in the oven, some are boiling in like a giant pot. Um, yeah, you know, all that jazz. Um, so he told all of his wife's neighbors that she was out visiting Cape Town, um, but uh, two of his neighbors came suspi- became suspicious. They went over to his house um, to visit, and they noticed that a um, pot on the stove was, like, terribly burned. And they were like, that... This part, I'm like, that's kind of a big jump, but that pot's really burnt. Let's look around this guy's house. Right. So they began searching. He's a professional baker here, and and somehow he's just like terribly charred some pot. But I, well, that's true. He is a chef, and then he just like destroyed a pot, and they were like, what is going on here? What were you burning on purpose, I guess? Um, So they began searching, and they found her skull in a plastic bag. Oh, wow. Just her As skull. You do. So he he yes. melted off everything. Um. So then they found other body parts. Um. Basically, he had like cooked them and then put them in containers. Um. It didn't really specify. Oh. The only thing I can think of is like he put it in Tupperwares. Like I just picture like him putting it in little Tupperwares and then hid it in the ceiling. Oh wow. Um. That's bizarre. So. His lawyer claimed that his um, wife um, had a bunch of affairs. So the reason that Thomas killed Monica was that she had a bunch of affairs, um, basically, and that's why she didn't want to come back home. Um, But the judge was kind of like, I don't care. Um, So he was sentenced to... um, uh, Life... Life in prison, yes. But then he he said that he shouldn't... The judge said that he shouldn't be up for parole for 15 years, um, which I feel like he should be up for parole. I don't know, probably never. But anyways, he was up for right. parole 15 yeah. years yeah. later. This is 1999. And he was up for parole 15 years after that and was denied. And then he tried to go up for parole again in 2016. And he was also denied. And then the most recent thing I saw was that he was trying to get, um, the, somebody like the Nambian president or somebody to pardon him in 2020, which was not working out for him. So he's still fighting the good fight. Yeah. He's still in there being like, I, I did it, but like, 
can I get pardoned C now? Come on, guys. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, I've so, been in jail since I was 32 in 1999. It's now 2020, so that's what, 22... It's 2021. It was 22 years later. Yep. So he's 54 now. Yeah, so I, I'm glad to hear that even though he was up for parole, he, he has not been eligible for it. Because you hear that and you're yeah. like, only 15 years, that's it? I know, right? At least something, maybe something in someone's justice system is working. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, so he was trying to, it was in um, November that he was trying to get a pardon. And that didn't work for him either. So he's, Oh, wow, um, so just a few months ago. He's still in prison. He can apply again in 2024, I guess. So well, let's hope we'll see. That we'll see if he, keeps, if he keeps on trying. But yeah. Um, so what I got out of that was chefs are dangerous. Uh, yeah. No. Sounds like it. It's very similar to my murder, which actually made my stomach turn a little bit i hadn't eaten a lot of great food that day it was just like a was too busy working didn't make a real lunch just microwave something ate a bunch of snacky foods just to get, make it through the day and then i found this and i was reading it and, and no joke i started just feeling sicker in my stomach while i was reading it I'm like i'm not <laughs> not in a good physical state to be reading about natalia uh, bakshiva and dimitri bakshiv I'm not sure why the last names are so similar, but slightly different. Maybe it's a uh, male, feminine thing, like in, in Spanish. I, I don't know much about uh -huh. the, the Russian language, which is, um, I believe, where this was. Um, are they married? Yes. Yes, they are okay. married. Um, I was going to say, they could just have really similar last names if they were just um, dating. But yeah, it could be like a... You know, it did say couple. I assume they were married, but maybe that was it. Maybe they weren't married. I don't know. Either way, they were totally in love because the couple <laughs> the couple who bakes together stays together. You know, we say that all the time. Yeah, and, and they, they, they prove this to be true. This was from a 2017 article from The Sun. Uh, the couple, they were 35 when they were caught. And this is not a marital murder. This is uh, a marital murder of others. Uh, so, yes, they were th um, 35 when they were caught. After making a few mistakes, they confessed to luring victims through a dating app to their home where they drugged them and slaughtered them and ate them. What? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't just, like, cook them up real quick and eat them. They had some elaborate shit they did. Now, the reason they were caught, finally... Um, they left the remains of one of their female victims um, near uh, an academy. I think it was a military academy uh, near their home where she she worked. She was a nurse and she worked at this military academy. And they left one of the like, body parts near the academy. That was, that was step one of them getting caught. 
which seems like a big mistake. Um, <laughs> they also that's uh, when you've been doing it for like too long, and you get that like complex where you don't think you can be caught, and then you start doing stupid shit like that. Yeah, it, it kind of shows that they must have some kind of conscience that's fighting them that wants to be caught, you know. Yeah. Or get credit is is another part of it. Or they just they think they're like invincible and they're like, oh, the police are so stupid. I can do anything and they just will never figure it out. And they just get like. Yes. Well, Dimitri also lost his phone, which had pictures of him posing with the dead bodies. That's a big red flag, right? I mean, (laughs) hey, I found this phone police officer in the street. It has this guy with a bunch of dead bodies in different photos. Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll check it out. It's probably not real, you know, Photoshop and all, but we'll check it out. Well, no, it was very real. When they went to their house, they found some of the craziest shit that you could ever conceive of. They found seven bags of body parts in their fridge and freezer. That's seven bags of just assorted body parts. Cans oh my gosh. of steamed meat in their kitchen, which contained human meat. And actually, honestly, this article got me thinking. Like, you know, we, we eat pig and we call it pork. Or we eat cow and we call it beef. From the from the eater's perspective, what would human meat be called? Oh, did you Google it? No, I didn't really want to come across any forums of people saying how they term the food. It just, I thought that crossed my mind. Like, do you just say, oh, what are we having tonight? Um, Natalia? Oh, oh, Dimitri, we're having your favorite, human. Or, or do you call it something less extreme? Like, we're having George. You know, I don't know. Just got me thinking down a very um, dark path. There's an article that said 10 things you always wondered about um, uh, cannibalism, as you do. Oh, yeah, everybody. Um, There's 10 things that everybody's always wondered about cannibalism. The first first one was like, um, and shout out to Business Insider for this. Like, why did humans first start (laughs) eating each other? Probably because they were hungry and starving. Is eating another person against the law? Um, No. It's actually not. There's no outright laws against the consumption of human flesh, but anybody who commits it basically is charged with murder, desecration of corpses. Oh, so there's other like associated charges. Yeah. Why do people eat each other? Um, no one really knows. It's why did the man in Florida eat that other man's face? Okay, that was not That's specific. <laughs> Uh, most famous cannibals. Can eating a human kill you? What do humans taste like? Okay. The nope. culinary term for human flesh is long pig. Oh. That's somehow worse. Me, Why is there a culinary Mew, term? Mew West, our favorite, our favorite German cannibal, this is a quote, said that from an interview from his jail cell that Flesh tastes like pork, a little bit more bitter and stronger. It's quite good. Oh, man. Last week, we were really hungry after this episode. Not going to be the case this week. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so amongst the body parts and bags, steamed meat and cans, they found numerous cell phones of missing women. Um, they found videos of lessons that they made on how to cook with human meat. They found photos of their victims that were cooked um, as well. One, maybe the most disturbing, 
was a cooked severed head surrounded by oranges, which was a holiday or Christmas dinner. Uh. They put olives in the eyes and a lemon on the nose. What? Yeah, it, and they blurred they blurred all the stuff out, like in the photos, they blurred it all out, and it was still just hard to Gross. look at. Uh. After they were apprehended, Natalia was shown photos of missing women, 30 of which she identified as their victims. Now, maybe we don't know for sure, right? She could have been trying to take credit for more than they did. Either way, they still found a slew of body parts and photos, but presumably at least 30 of those women were victims of, of her and her husband. A psychologist determined that she was mentally healthy, which is even more, mon- uh, more mind-boggling. So she's just totally, like, mentally competent and everything, and then was like, yep, that's one of our women that we killed. Yep, there's another one. Yep. So she wasn't insane, which I'm not sure how you can't be insane if you do that. I don't, I have no idea. You're some sort of insane that maybe they just don't have a measurement for yet. Off the charts. Yes. Uh, So as I said, she worked as a nurse at a military academy where she would give these cans of steamed meat to pilot students. But the worst of all was that bringing this back to baking and apparently it's International Baking Day or I'm sorry, International Pie Day or something. Yes, it is. She sold meat pies to supplement her income. When asked... I was going to say, what kind of pies? <laughs> when asked uh, what she filled them with, she simply replied, oh, whatever's around. She like, even yeah. offered to supply meat to a cafe and tried to get a job as a chef there, but the cafe said they only worked with certified suppliers, thank God. And when they asked her about the meat, she just said, oh, I don't have a problem getting it. So, again, presumably, she was selling meat... Uh, I'm sorry, long pig meat pies uh, to people in her community to supplement her income. That's oh all profit. Uh, by yeah. the way, that's all profit. Well, no, you have to buy like flour right. and it's butter mostly, and eggs. Most profit. <laughs> and maybe there's some vegetables in there. Um, what? So this butcher of a couple baked people into pies, distributed human meat to... Yep. To people. I, I don't know how you could get over that. Like if you had bought one of their pies and thought maybe it was a day they didn't have human meat around. Just maybe. I think that's the only way you can get past it is to hope that your pie wasn't one of the human pies. I don't want to buy food from people anymore. Not homemade food. Well, like even if you go to like a little restaurant, you don't know now. Oh, God, you really don't. She could have, like, they could have had, like, a legit pie restaurant going on, and everybody was like, they've got great pies, and they went there, and, oh, my God. Yep. So, baked pies distributed human meat in cans were found with videos of how to cook people and photos of their creations. So, I had to look it up. I had to look up their conviction, their sentencing, just so I could see what the hell happened, you know. In February of 2019, Natalia was found guilty of incitement to murder. Meaning what? they didn't find her she guilty like, of murder. She just hyped him up. Just that she got her husband to do it. Yeah. 
She was the hype man. She was the hype man. She was sentenced to 10 years in a penal colony, which actually like removes you from society to do work. And one and a half years in prison. I didn't think they still had penal colonies. I actually looked it up and they said they're largely gone. So maybe it's just for the worst of the worst. Either way, 10 years there and 11 and a half years in prison. I'm sorry, one and a half years in prison for a total of only 11 and a half years. She's 35. And she's done? That's it. She appealed, but she was denied. So after 11 and a half years from 2019, just a couple years ago, she will be free. So they must have proven that she didn't kill anyone, but only encouraged her husband to. I don't know how they proved that, and I don't possibly see how that makes it any better. Unless he took the fall and said she didn't or something. Because I don't know how you, how could you prove that? It happened in her house. There's body parts everywhere. No, you can't prove that. And maybe, also, maybe it's just different in Russia, the sentencing. I'm not sure. Maybe. She took a plea deal. So in June, and they did confess. They did. They did. Once they were caught, they confessed. But in June of 2019, Dimitri was sentenced to only 12 years and two months in a maximum security prison and compulsory psychiatric treatment. So he, I guess, was not deemed sane. Okay, but he 12 only... Years. That's it. She got 11 and a half and didn't kill people. And he killed 30 people and got 12 years and two months. And I don't know what convictions they had in terms of uh, how many people they murdered or who they could identify. Maybe it was only a few, you know, sometimes that happens, right? It's like, oh, we only got him for this murder. Yeah, true. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But still, they they have pictures with them, other people, and they ate them. 12 years for murder and cannibalism. Those were the charges. So I guess in Russia, cannibalism is uh, is an offense, but he... Dimitri, however, died in February of 2020, so not even a year ago, due to untreated type 1 diabetes, which is just unbelievable to me. That he, after all that stuff, eating people and he didn't die from his diabetes, he goes to prison and then he dies of diabetes. That's insane. So, Natalia, now alone will be 46 or 47, depending on her birthday when she gets out. And she ate humans. She cooked them in meat pies, and she sold them to people. Well, I'm not going to eat a pie to celebrate pie day. No. That's awful. Maybe a vegetarian pie or a sweet pie. Not not a, not a savory pie. Not going to oh. happen. I, um, no. So, no, yeah. No, when I first... Started reading about it. I was like, this, this is going to be like a straightforward, short article. And then they had all the gruesome details. And then I looked up the sentencing. I'm like, our world's just fucked. It just is. It is. That's so gross. Uh, I just feel really bad for all of those people who um, ate those pies and like have to live with that now. What if you went there every single day and just had, like, you thought they were really good and every single day you just, like, went and had a pie for lunch? I, I, I don't know how you get past that. Do you, do you think, know how many people you would eat if for three <laughs> you years add up all straight, the pies? Like, <laughs> <laughs> three years straight you ate 
people pies, you'd be like, I ate a whole person. It's like when I barbecue and I'm like, man, there's like three chickens worth of food on the table. I know. I don't think I can say that anymore. No. That joke is spent. (laughs) So Uh, this is our grossest episode yet. I mean, we've done toilets as a topic and baking is our grossest. And we've had other Uh, cooking and eating of, you know, but no, this is the worst. So this actually reminded me of, there is a, it reminded me of naps, I guess. No, there's um, a short (laughs) story by Ronald Dahl, Lamb to the Slaughter. It also, um, Alfred Hitchcock made it into um, a TV episode for his like um, TV show he had. Did you ever hear of so basically this woman okay so this woman uh loves her husband she's like oh he's the best i love him so much and he comes home one day and is being kind of a dick and she's like i wonder why he's being a dick and then he goes uh we're gonna get a divorce like i'm over it and i don't you'll be taken care of whatever um and she had like a giant frozen leg of lamb and she just like beats him over the head with it and kills him and then she's like well shit <laughs> uh she's also <laughs> pregnant Um, And she's like, oh, no, I don't want to go to jail. So she takes the leg of lamb and she puts it in the oven and starts cooking it. Um, And then she goes to the store and she talks to like the butcher, like the store people. And she's like, I don't know what to make my husband for dinner. I love him so much. Goes back to the house, freaks out, calls uh, the police and is like, oh, my goodness, my husband. And so they get there and they're like looking around and they think he got like beat over by an intruder with a sharp like possible or a heavy blunt object that's probably metal and she's like oh my goodness and they're like looking around the house and she's like have some whiskey and they're like okay and then she's like oh no i had been cooking this leg of lamb and like it's just gonna go bad because my husband is not here to eat it anymore how about you guys have some and they're like man she's like no please it'll just you know be a waste and so then they sit there and they eat the leg of lamb and this is you said by raw doll yeah so much for charlie and the chocolate factory he wrote a lot of like short dark stories you told you okay. read that other one that was by i was him, just gonna bring but... that one up and say i i couldn't remember if he was the author but for some reason i think he was Man, yeah he, he must, was he loved murder then yeah, he was into like some horror stuff sometimes. Um, anyway, so it reminded me of that. Like, we both went the ways of they were cooking um, the people that they murdered. But um, yeah, it just reminded me of that where she cooked the murder weapon and then she fed it to the police. And they were like, we bet the murder weapon's right under our noses. And then she was just like, because they were eating it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a yeah. good one. Hey, that should have been your, is that your murder plan for the week? Um, so that was my first one, but then I also, um, (laughs) I couldn't help it. I was Googling like death by baking and it brought me to death by baking soda. And apparently if you ingest, uh, like too much baking soda, it can cause, um, you to die. Wow. You can get vomiting and diarrhea, but um, it can cause seizures and like over dehydration and kidney failure. Um, And there was this guy, um, this older man who um, 
was taking baking soda because someone told him it would like help his ulcer. And then he almost killed himself because um, he just ate too much baking soda, trying to get it to help his ulcer. Yeah, it's not very different if you think about it um, from like drinking too much chlorine, right? There's chlorine in our water in the tap. But if you drink too much yeah. chlorine, obviously it's going to probably burn a hole in your stomach. But yeah, it's uh, baking soda is like more basic. So if you look at the the scale of acids, Chlorine, I think, would be on the more acid scale versus the basic scale, but you need the balance, right, between the basic. Yeah, so, it just, so as basically your body is putting acid to, in your stomach. Uh, you get too much sodium, and as your body tries to correct the high sodium concentration, it pulls more water into the digestive tract, and then as you absorb the high concentration of sodium, it makes your kidneys fail and you have seizures wow. and stuff. Fascinating. So, that was my plan was just to um, start secretly giving Nick a bunch of baking soda. And then I was going to tell him that it was a cure for heartburn and give him this like astronomical amount that you have to take for it to cure your heartburn. <laughs> He's like, man, why do I feel so bloated all the time? And if that fails, um, I have a bunch of meat in my frozen outdoor freezer. He's going to hit him with a frozen piece of meat and then cook it up. And then just probably eat it myself. Real quick. Eat, the mur- eat the murder weapon. That's yeah. A new one. That's um. I love it. I saw somewhere like the perfect murder weapon is an icicle because you just grab it and you stab the person with it and then you just melt it. Right. But there's still Genius. blood blood that would melt and stuff. But if you hit someone with a frozen steak, you, you cook the blood and the blood gets cooked off and then somebody eats the meat and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's even better. So that is that was uh, mine. Hypothetically, if I was to murder someone in a baking way, it would either be with frozen meat or with baking soda. That's good. Well, mine mine is a little crazy, but it was inspired by two things. Our power went off recently, as you know, because we had such high winds and all of the disruption. And you guys thought you had a gas leak, right? Like a, yeah. I don't know, a few days ago. Was it just yep. yesterday? I don't know. It was Thursday, okay. so not okay. yesterday, the day before that. Um, so I, I don't know why, but it got me thinking because I saw this in uh, like a horror video game once. Um, so when the power goes off, we still use our stovetop, which isn't exactly baking, but it's in the baking arena. And we light the burner with our lighter. But if you just turn the gas on, it doesn't click. It just pours gas into your kitchen. So I was going to do that and have a room filled with uh, with gas. Um, so my hypothetical murder is that when we get notified of our power re-energization, meaning they're going to turn the power back on soon, make sure you're prepared because if you had something running, you don't want it to turn on and start running again. Um things like that. And mm-hmm. I'll turn the gas on the stove and I'll break a light bulb in the kitchen and then I'll flip the switch so that it's on. And then I'll leave to go run an errand. Then when the power comes back on, the light switch will already be on. The light will energize and the electricity will arc across the filaments and it will just ignite the room and boom, the kitchen, Gee. the kitchen will just explode. 
That's a gnarly one. Yeah, it was I think in... beyond your kitchen would just explode. I feel like half your house would end up exploding. Yeah, pro- well, it depends how long it takes to re-energize. Yeah. <laughs> how much gas gets poured into it. it might blow the the whole the whole plot up. Um, yeah, you know, I saw it in a horror like video game where like the gas line broke and the guy looks at the light bulb. And then he looks at the other person like somehow they know exactly what they're thinking. And he runs over, he just breaks the light bulb with his hand and the other person runs to the other door uh, to flip the switch and then they run out. And so because gas was pouring in and boom, it blew up um, the bad creature that was trying to get him. Ah, and I was like, I was like, that's genius. I was like, that's, that's genius way to, to dispatch an entire house. Uh, and then when our power went off, I was like, I wouldn't even have to flip the switch. I wouldn't even have to be home, right? The power oh, comes on and it just triggers it. Yeah. And you're just way far away magically. And again, this is all hypothetical. Don't try that at home because it will blow your house up. It's just a fact. It's science. Yeah. Also, don't eat a bunch of baking soda. First of all, it tastes gross. So I don't know how you'd get through it, but just don't. Oh, you know what you could do um, hypothetically for Nick? You, you say it's like, oh, it's the baking soda challenge, like the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> you just got to get it down, like, man. I feel like once they did the Tide Pod challenge, Nick decided that um, internet challenges were not for him. You mean like once that was a fad, not that he tried it, right? Yeah, no, he didn't try once. <laughs> just honestly, I don't know if he's ever done any of those challenges, but when they start, when kids these days started doing the Tide Pod challenge. I think that's when we really lost him. And if I was like, this is challenge the kids are doing, he'd be like, yeah, well, they ate Tide Pods. So. Yeah, well, I guess that one would not work then. No. Um, but yeah, what you should do instead of those things is um, bake some brownies or it's International Pie Day. So have some pie. Not a meat pie. Although... That's it's International Pie Day when we're recording this, but it won't be International Pie Day when it comes out. When it comes out, it will be National Irish Coffee Day. So fuck yeah! Grab Get your Irish that. coffee and uh, don't commit a murder. Yes, because while marriage is messy, murder and baking are messier. <laughs>